0: This is the Ag Queen podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, I am visiting with Chuck Strand, and he is the executive director of an organization called Rural Minds. And I have talked about Rural Minds before in the past, but it's been a while since we have talked about this organization and Chuck, thank you for joining me. Let's get started in our conversation here today by learning a little bit more about you and your background and how you came to be with this organization.
0: Yes. Hello, Lori, and thank you so much for the invitation to be on, on the show with you. My background is in nonprofit leadership and patient advocacy. I was with a prostate cancer nonprofit for 10 years where I served as a CEO and met Jeff Winton, the founder of Rural Minds during that time and um, began working as a consultant and then transitioned into this uh, position where I'm uh, leading the organization and feel very honored to be representing the vision of Jeff and his family and uh, the, the impetus of um, Rural Minds was really formed from a tragic event where Jeff lost his uh, nephew, Brooks, who died by suicide. And uh, Jeff grew up in a rural community and a farming community in upstate New York, and just the death of Brooks really brought to the forefront the need for doing something that would be an outreach for recognizing the the mental health challenges in rural America, which of course include um, suicide, and I'm very honored to be working in this position and uh, representing the, the vision of the organization, and I have a lot of admiration for Jeff and his family for Being so candid and uh, courageous with sharing their story and and, uh, helping other people to feel like they're not alone and recognizing that there's a lot of value in sharing lived experience and being able to break down some of that stigma that goes with mental illness and mental health challenges, especially in rural communities.
1: Thanks for sharing that, Chuck. How does rural minds then attempt to break some of those stigmas? And we can talk about several things that you mentioned in there, but let's start there. Let's talk about what Rule Minds is doing in that area. How are you working on stigmas and education?
0: Yeah, well, recognize that stigma is in part due to people not realizing that mental illness is, they are illnesses, just like cancer or diabetes. And I think that many times people who think of mental illness are, you know, since somebody that is mentally ill isn't necessarily. It's not apparent outwardly that they may be having mental health challenges. So it's it could be difficult for people to recognize mental illness as an illness. But just like any other illness, it it needs to be treated. And some of the responses that somebody who may be suffering with mental illness, those people may receive responses such as, you know, you'll feel better tomorrow or look on the bright side. That type of thing is, is um really not going to be applicable to somebody who has an illness. So what we want to do in part is is really elevate the awareness and the education for mental illness. And we are um, a new organization in this space, and we have a lot of respect and admiration for the other nonprofits who have been in the mental health space for years, such as NAMI, Mental Health America. And we do not want to reinvent the wheel. So what we want to do is, is really elevate the awareness for the great resources that are out there already that apply to anybody throughout the country who may be dealing with a mental health challenge or a mental illness, but we do want to fill in the gaps that um, are existing in terms of of reaching out specifically to people who are in rural America. So, our our website, um, ruralminds.org, does serve in part as a portal for providing access to all the resources that are out there. and. Um, by doing that, we're hoping to become a one-stop location for people who are searching for um, whether it may be mental crisis resources and information, or just mental health information and resources on a more general basis. But and so that that awareness and, and education is one of the ways that we're um, working to uh, to really help to address some of these challenges. And then listening to what are the needs of uh, people in rural communities. And we're all about partnership. We realize we can't do this alone. In addition to collaborating through the resources, we're collaborating with other organizations who are in the mental health and the rural space. And one such organization is the National Grange, which has been in around since the mid-1800s. But they have a network of uh, Grange halls throughout rural communities. And um, interestingly, they, they did a um, a survey through Morning Consult earlier in 2022 and found that, among other things, 86% of people they surveyed, which included 1,000 rural voters, 86% were somewhat or very interested in receiving additional information, um, educational content, about whether it's uh, mental health resources or even resources specific to youth in rural communities. So part of our mission is being the informed voice for rural communities for, for mental health, and we can't do that, of course, unless we're getting feedback. So that was one really important relationship and a piece of content that, that helps to drive what we're doing. And our partnership with the National Grange has included a uh, campaign called Growing Hope Together, which uh, the first program of many is focused on suicide rural suicide awareness, and prevention. And we launched that in September, which is National Suicide Awareness Month. And that program included a webinar and some uh, printable content that is available on the website, your PDFs that can be downloaded. But those are some of the ways that we're working to uh, really make an impact in recognizing that it's so important to get information and content into the hands of people who we want to help in rural communities.
1: So I understand you're kind of a, a networking outlet, if you will, uh, connecting people to resources that are available in their communities. But if I understood you right, you you then collaborated with the National Grange to develop materials too. Is that right?
0: Yes, correct. Yes, and uh, knowing that there's a gap in um, some of the information that is specific to people in rural communities in terms of the challenges, the lifestyle challenges that that many people face specific to mental health challenges, and, and mental illness, we wanted to recognize that through different uh, educational content, which included a, a webinar that we uh, presented in partnership with the Grange, in addition to a web page that is all about rural mental health, uh, suicide awareness and prevention, and providing some information, some fact sheets, some resources that can help people to um, recognize the need for, um, you know, somebody who may... The in in a in a dark place, or if um, there's also QPR training, which is uh, question, uh, persuade, refer, which is a, is a great program that we're we're working around too in terms of specific to suicide, where um, people are who go through the training are more well equipped to recognize what might be a situation where somebody might be in, in a in a, um, a challenge in terms of mental health, whether it's suicide or something else, and then be able to refer those people to resources that um, can be helpful, but whether those are more of an urgent need with uh, crisis intervention. And the new 988 three-digit number is is very helpful, and that just launched last year in July. But um, it could be 988 or it could be um, um, being able to have a conversation with, with somebody who is, Having suicidal ideation and be able to help to get them to the, the people and the resources that they need to to um, to um, get in, into the, a, a more healthy mental space.
1: Chuck, what are some other common questions that you get from people regarding rural minds?
0: Well, we are a new organization, so of course it, it's you know what are we doing that is specific to rural communities and how are we making a difference and. And um, what we really want to do, and we've done this to a certain extent already, we've, we were, we launched in um, you know October of 2021, so we're just a little over a year old, but what we really want to do is not only understand those needs that are either unmet or underserved in rural communities that address some of the challenges that are out there, such as just the barrier that people are have to um, asking for help, because, you know... Many of the times people in rural communities, whether they're in a farming, ranching environment or in a small community, it's it's important to be able to be self-reliant. There's not always somebody around that you can rely on to help you with, with a question or a problem. So that, um, that sense of self-reliance and do-it-yourself can be a good thing, but when it comes to reaching out for help with a mental um, health challenge or a mental illness, it can be a big barrier. And other barriers in, in in rural communities that include, you know, beyond the numbers, which um, are are really validate in terms of the challenges, because there are fewer healthcare providers in rural communities. Um, for everything from primary care physicians to um, psychiatrists, psychologists, people might have to drive a long ways to um, see somebody in person, and often telehealth is not an option because the internet is really lacking in many parts of, of rural communities. Either it's non-existent or it's very expensive. It's it's uh, unreliable, that type of thing. So if somebody's lucky enough to get an appointment with a limited number of mental health providers, it can be a real um, challenge to get to an appointment. And then you're taking time off from your work, from your family. And then And the good thing about a small community is that everybody knows everybody, but that can be a barrier when it comes time to wanting to keep something confidential. So if everybody knows your business, if you're doing something, it's um, important to have access to information that can help you through those times and be able to connect you with, with uh, someone who has a, uh, the same perception and, and in terms of understanding of, of being in a rural community but can help with providing information and education to address mental health challenges.
1: I think you uh, hit there really on a good point, especially as smaller communities where everybody knows everybody's vehicle. You know, sometimes people are hesitant to drive to a mental health provider or something like that because they don't want people to even see their car there.
0: Back to the barriers that we discussed in terms of that sense of self-reliance, that, you know, as a barrier for mental health and getting help with mental illness, that can be a challenge. But what we're doing is recognizing that as a strength. And some of the programs that we're working on for 2023 include really harnessing that that, uh, sense of self-resilience and wanting to do things themselves and and providing access to training and information so um, people in rural communities can be part of the solution, have the information, have the knowledge to address some of these concerns and and be more of a peer support. And this could give all ages, but we're also interested in focusing on youth in rural America and providing um, mental health resilience training, which can include the suicide awareness and prevention. But beyond that, allowing youth to be a source of support for other youth, and in doing that, also being a source of trusted information for their family, their friends, their rural communities across the country. And so we're developing um, some um, tr- some training to do that and recognizing that in addition to the QPR that I mentioned, the suicide awareness training, which is very valuable, and there's also mental health first aid, there really isn't anything existing currently for rural youth. And we want to work with the experts to develop that and provide that information so, again, people in rural communities can be part of the solution and that uh, we can create more mental health professionals that would be therapists or counselors, but we can provide more information to people who are interested in playing an important role in rural communities as just a layperson and being able to have conversations with with their peers. And then, again, recognizing when somebody's in a situation when they need some additional help, they can access the resources that are on, whether it's the Rural Minds website or Another website and calling 988 if there's a crisis situation, which is a valuable number not only for crisis situations, but also if someone just wants to ask a question about mental health challenges or it doesn't have to necessarily be specific to suicide. So that's an important new tool that everyone across the country has, and it's much appreciated.
1: You answered my question because I was going to ask you what was new coming down to Pike here in twenty twenty three and beyond. It sounds like you have several things you're working on, especially with youth. So that I think that's a great thing and hopefully that information can really be distributed. What can people do if they want to help or, you know, get involved in rural minds or just in mental health capacity in our communities?
0: Well, invite people to please visit our website, which is rural minds.org. That's R-U-R-A-L-M-I-N-D-S.org. And again, we have those resources that are available that include many organizations in the mental health space that have great resources, great information, um, and there's direct links to the websites of other partners, of other phone numbers, whatever it might be. And we we also are, are very interested in hearing from people who have a question or have an idea or want to get involved in, in some of the things that we're doing, so please visit the website.
1: And Chuck, I have another question for you. As you were talking about developing more therapists, more people in the communities, is there scholarships that are available or is there any specific support for that?
0: There are some companies that are in the pharma space that are providing training, pay training for people who are already in the mental health space to become, I believe, psychiatric nurse practitioners, and that's one program that I know of. But the trainings that we have mentioned as far as the QPR and the mental health first aid, those are potentially at no charge. It depends on QPR. Typically, if somebody wants to have an on-demand online training, it only takes about 60 minutes, and I believe that's $29.95 through their website. What we want to do is, through corporate sponsorship support and donations, provide those trainings uh, at at, uh, at no charge, and in addition to that, there's also you know some of the group trainings that include the QPR training for suicide prevention are often sometimes are sometimes offered through other organizations, and, and we also are doing that too, as far as a, a webinar or a video. So there are different uh, different options for getting the training that's out there. And even though we're we're talking about suicide awareness and prevention, that's really obviously the most critical um, result of mental health challenges that have not been addressed. So if we think of even just doing first aid for for a person who may be physically injured, you start with the most urgent problem and stop the bleeding, for example, and then you work back from there in terms of addressing what might have caused the, the situation. So we're beginning with suicide awareness and prevention, and we'll always have content and a focus on that, but that's not all that we do. So we're going to be looking at some of the other challenges in rural communities that, that are part of mental health challenges, which which could include substance use disorders and, and uh, many other things that are can be more pronounced in rural communities in terms of the, of the prevalence, but also more difficult to, to treat and to address because of the, some of those challenges that we've, we've discussed.
1: What else would you like to mention here today that I haven't asked about or we haven't hit on?
0: Well, I think that we're just very... Uh, pleased by the reception that we've received so far from folks like you. So thank you again. Also from the partners that we're working with, the national Range and, and uh, many smaller partners, and we're also have been, um, you know, greeted with collaborative partnership opportunities to develop content with NAMI and, and MHA and, and others. So it's, um, it's it's gratifying to know that we're doing purposeful work that's being viewed as a partnership opportunity. It's not about us. It's about what we can do working together with other organizations, individuals, and just really reach out to understanding what is needed in rural communities and then working together to develop the content and the programs and be able to deliver that information through trusted resources in rural communities to people who can benefit from what we're developing.
1: I am sure, Chuck, that you have heard numerous stories since you started this that just really stay with you and really stay at the forefront so you stay on track and continue to meet your mission and goals for this organization.
0: Yes, definitely. It's unfortunately very common to open the conversation to what we are doing with real Minds, and many times people share their personal stories of, of tragedy and, and challenges and it really does underscore the importance of what we're doing, and also it also gives hope for breaking down the stigma because that's what stigma is all about—is not talking about something and, and not having an understanding of what mental illness and mental health challenges, what they look like, what they, how they are exhibited, and, and what can be done to help people. And there's a lot, so it, it's it's very encouraging to to have those conversations and to, to move the needle in a positive direction in terms of breaking down the stigma and, and getting more uh, awareness about mental illness and, and the challenges and all the resources and the help that truly is available.
1: Chuck, thank you so much for joining me, and kudos to you and all the rest of the folks that make up your organization for doing such needed and helpful work in our rural communities.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's truly a team effort. I appreciate the opportunity to, get to speak with you. Thanks again.
1: Chuck Strand, he is executive director of Rural Minds. You can find out more information on their website at ruralminds.org.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this. Ad- this is the Ag Queen podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer, edition of the Ag Queen podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.